0: Support comes from WFAE members and Mazda of South Charlotte, focused on applying Mazda's customer-centric approach for vehicle design to car buying and servicing in order to create an experience centered around the customer. More at Mazda mazdaofsouthcharlotte.com. This is Charlotte Talks. I'm Mike Collins. We all know what happened on September 11, 2001. One of the first responses to that tragedy was for the FAA to ground all air travel. For days, there were no planes in the sky over the United States. But just prior to the attacks on 9-11, there were hundreds of aircraft flying thousands of passengers to destinations all over the country. They couldn't land here, but they had to land somewhere somewhere. 6,595 of those passengers flying on 38 planes suddenly found themselves touching down in the small town of Gander, Newfoundland. More dramatically, the inhabitants of Gander had been descended upon. The town's population at the time was about 9,000. It instantly almost doubled because of those folks. What happened next is the story behind the Broadway musical Come From Away. 11.53
1: 11.53 a.m. Tuesday. September 11, 2001. Any available community buildings will be converted into shelters. With thousands of passengers arriving at any minute, the town is asking for help with, well, anything you can do. Crystal,
2: on the news that they're looking for blankets and bedding and maybe some food. Do you know what they need? I need something to do Cause I can't watch the news anymore Can I help? Is there something I need to do? Something to keep me from thinking of all of those scenes on the tune. I need something to do cause I can't watch the news No, anymore. I can't watch the news anymore in the winter, from the water through the wind If a stranger ends up at your door You get on a horn! Hello, this is Beulah Davis down at the Academy I heard we might be getting some guests And I thought I'd see if I could help Who's ever in charge of getting the school organized How many passengers can we take? Uh, well, we fit about 400 students. Yes, we could probably do 600. Yeah, or sure, 700 if we really pack them in. When are they coming? Could be any time now.
1: Well, I'm glad I phoned. How do you know what you need when you don't know how many you're needing to feed? When you don't
2: know how many are staying, how many are staying? we better start praying the weather says. In advice. the winter from the water, in the winter from the water, in the
1: winter from the water, In the winter from the
2: water, In the the winter winter the water. If if a stranger into a sense, body, we going to be ready? Well, we have to be, don't we?
0: Mm. The horror of 9-11 became a backdrop for the best of human nature, one that is beautifully told in Come From Away, which returns to Charlotte beginning tonight at Blumenthal Performing Arts Belk Theater. We are pleased to welcome the composers and the writers of the book and the lyrics to this Tony Olivier and Grammy Award-winning musical, The Husband and Wife Writing Team of Irene Sankoff and David Hine. Thank you for being with us.
1: Our pleasure. Hi,
3: good to be here.
0: And we also have two members of the cast. If you saw Come From Away When It Was Last in Town, then you saw Christine Toy Johnson. She returns in the show. And James Call is also with us. Uh, He's appeared in so many shows, it's almost impossible to count. And together they play Diane and Nick, a key couple in this show, along with a lot of other characters because everybody's playing everybody in the whole town and on all those airplanes. Thank you for being here as well. Welcome to Charlotte.
2: Thank you so much. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Let me start with you, Irene and David. I'm not sure which one of you to ask because I don't know how you divided up the workload here. And the workload was tremendous. This is one of my favorite shows. I can't believe it's coming back to town. It is just breathtakingly wonderful in every way. Uh, Most all musicals, however, are derived from other media. They come from books, they come from movies, they come from previously produced plays, and then suddenly they're musicals. This comes from real life, as you well know. Uh, And I understand it was, this comes from Wikipedia, so this could be really wrong. Uh, I understand the idea is the brainchild of a Toronto lawyer, theater producer, and and I think a dean of a college, who spoke with a lot of writers and composers and came to the decision that the two of you ought to do this show. Because of your 2009 musical called "My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wiccan Wedding," I want to see that. Uh, <laughs> did he make that choice because that show too is based on real life?
3: Actually, uh, no one else would do it. No one, <laughs> Everyone else turned down. So, Are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they. I think they. W- when you. Uh, when you hear a musical about the events of September 11th i think uh i think most writers would think that it you know like and so did we we were like well you know this has to be handled in a very specific way but having uh having been in new york on september 11th having seen a lot of the work that came out uh in the immediate aftermath we kind of had an idea of what it shouldn't be and uh, also, you know, having like the Canadian angle as well, except for we had been in New York and we had been surrounded by people from other countries at the time where we were staying so we're like oh wait a second this feels very, very familiar and like something. That needs to be handled with respect, and I I, I think we want to do this
0: mm. I was going to ask what your reaction was because this is not. Uh, about what happened necessarily in New York that day. It's what happened as a result of what happened in New York that day in this tiny little town that was literally, as I said, descended upon by these 7,000 airline passengers. And what do you do with them? Uh, They're there, and then they're there for a week. What do you do with them? Uh, and, And how did you decide how to do that? Because musically, it's kind of Irish sounding, uh, I guess that's the Newfoundland connection, or folk music sounding, uh, but you had to deal with a lot of different stories, a lot of different people. What did you yeah. begin?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we began by going to Gander. We, we applied for a grant from the Canadian government, and they sent us out there, on the 10th anniversary, because it was this incredible, unique opportunity to meet all of these come from away. Is that's what the uh, the people who weren't there uh, were called, uh, who were returning for the 10th anniversary to commemorate what had happened and to reunite with um, the friends they had made, lifelong friends. And when we got there, we interviewed everyone we possibly could. Uh, we every one of them played music. There's I, I grew up on Newfoundland music, so that's uh, that that's why I knew. Uh, you can't tell a story about Newfoundland without uh, music. It's in their DNA and it's this incredibly unique, original uh, folk rock, um, life-affirming music. And it's how they respond to tragedy by coming together and playing music and telling stories. And so uh, I I think that's how we started. We started with a million stories and a million songs and we had to compile them down into a 100-minute musical told by... I think it
0: may have been serendipity. It seems to me that you are the perfect duo to have done this show because, as you say, you grew up with Newfoundland-style music. You're a composer and a folk artist in your own right. And Irene, you're an actress and, 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 a, and a writer, etc. so you understand the theatrical end of all of this. It seems like a marriage made in heaven when it comes to this show. Did it seem like that while well, the two of you were battling it out to try to make the show a
1: show? It always feels like a marriage made in heaven. It's always (laughs) amazing together. (laughs)
0: Smart thing to say. Very smart. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, we were very lucky at the time, actually, because uh, uh, we were pretty much unemployed. All our friends were having kids, and uh, we didn't really have much else to do. So we just, like, it was our entire lives for, like, three years at least. And then (laughs) onward, it just, yeah, it it just kept going. And there's so many...
1: Go ahead. It has been really wonderful, though. I mean, telling uh these people who welcomed us into their homes as well on the 10th anniversary and told us so much became lifelong friends and so it became about telling stories about our own friends and this sort of second family that we made in newfoundland and it's it's been a real gift over and over again to tell a story about people being good to one another and so it's been you know that's been good to do together as a married couple
0: I mean, to, as I said, this is brilliant in every way. Uh, the performances are wonderful. The music is great. It, it, it's a perfect mix of what what was, what what is Newfoundland, and what this show needs to be. And it's directed brilliantly. I, everything about it is wonderful. But were the the task that the two of you took on to make this happen seems to me to be me so gargantuan, as to be exhausting before you even start 7,000 people on the airplanes 9,000 people in the town Uh, everybody has their own story about everything that happened that day you have to you went there as you said and you talked to these folks but after you talk to them and you gather all that information you have to distill it down to 100 minutes on the stage and turn it into songs At what point did you think we can't? Did you ever think we can't do this?
3: Uh, you know, the the material was so good that it 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 was more like a, we have to do this. You know, like yes, there were times when it was it, it, it seemed too huge, and it seemed like uh, you know, I mean the first the first draft it was a hundred minutes, and they didn't get off the planes yet. Like that's how many stories we had. So, uh, and it just it just. Had this feeling of just like lovingly like peeling away and like compositing and just trying to shape it into something that was a piece of theater and not like a documentary, um, something that incorporated the music, which actually really helped because it helps us jump from place to place and from person to person and from time to time. So. Uh, it's actually quite convenient in that way. And and I think it's a lot of reasons that there's not a lot of like cabaret act songs, which, you know, sometimes is hard when we're trying to send these guys out to do something. It's usually those two. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,
0: Christine Toy Johnson is with us. She plays Diane and other characters. James Call plays Nick uh, and other characters. And these are two real people, Diane and Nick, whose relationship uh, develops throughout this play as it did during that period in Gander years ago, Uh, but because there are 7,000 people on these planes and 9,000 people in the town, you only got 12 actors on the stage. You gotta, but you never, It's it's one of the things that the first time I saw it that, that really struck me is that you don't notice that at first that you're playing multiple characters. It's almost like you have an unlimited cast. How much of a challenge is that for the actors? Because you've got to develop very different characters, very different accents, and switch instantly from one to another. Christine, I'll start with you.
2: Well, it's just a beautiful ride to go on, I have to say. And it's so so expertly crafted in, in, in the writing and the direction and the costume design helps us and our, our dialect our dialogue coach. So we had so many people um, supporting us as we started to go on this journey that I would say it's, it's, um, it's a challenge, but not in a, in a bad way at all. It's really so much fun. And, um, it's, we often say that, you know, once you get on the train, you just got to keep on going, or if you fall off, you don't just get back on or you'll get run over. You know, <laughs> And, uh, it's, um, so all of the elements coming together really make it, um, so fun and satisfying to do to tell the stories
0: both of you uh, as actors have created umpteen zillion characters over the course of your long and storied careers james same question to you i mean this is like compressing your entire career into one show because you have to play m- multiple characters how do you even start particularly if you're coming into a show new uh
4: well <clears throat> excuse me actually i uh, i began with the show in toronto so in 2017 uh i was uh cast in the show and uh was a member of that cast for 3 years plus and then was thankfully asked to join this tour after the Toronto production set down uh shut down um i i our our brilliant director Christopher Ashley made the process much easier um by giving us the opportunity to explore as actors and but also uh, helping us hone in on what makes these characters uh, different from one another. And um, David and Irene's writing uh, certainly also makes it easier for us as an actor. But I have to say, this is my 40th year as a professional actor. I joined the union 40 years ago. And I'm not just saying this because David and Irene are online, but uh, this is truly the highlight of my career. I have feel so blessed to be given this job and to tell this story
0: wow we're talking to two members of the cast and the writers of come from away which opens tonight at the belt theater at the blumenthal performing arts location uptown we'll continue our conversation in a moment at charlotte talks on wfae support comes from wfae members and mazda of south charlotte using mazda's customer-centric approach to cars to create a car buying and servicing experience where the customer is the center of their business. More at mazdaofsouthcharlotte.com. It's Charlotte Talks on Listener Funded, 90.7 WFAE and WFAE.org. I'm Mike Collins. Sean O'Connell, movie critic extraordinaire, will join us later in the program because it's Oscar week. And we'll also talk about his new best-selling book. But first, we're with the folks involved with Come From Away, which opens tonight for a week-long run at the Belk Theater. Irene Sankoff and David Hine wrote the book, music, and lyrics for this wonderful show, Come From Away. Christine Joy Johnson and James Call are two of the actors in this production. They play principally Diane and Nick, but many other characters as well. How many different characters do you play, Christine? Well, I really mostly
2: play Diane. I have a couple of um, cameo appearances as maybe three or four other people. Jim Call plays plays, uh, more, I think.
4: Yeah I I, I, do. I my my main character is Nick but I also have a, a supporting character of Doug Harris who is an, in this story an air traffic controller married to the head of the uh SPC the ASPCA the SPCA in Gander um and then maybe uh three or four five other
0: Okay Uh, The event that this was based on uh, occurred in 2001, Uh, Irene and David, you began workshopping this musical 11 years later, if I got the math right, in 2012, that sounds like a long time, but it takes a long time to gestate most musicals, they go through this process where you work things out with the readings and staged performances. The first stage production of this, I think, was in 2013, and it went to Broadway three years later. How has this show changed over all that time?
3: Oh, my gosh. Uh, you, you know, it's gotten tighter and shorter, <laughs> um, uh, and the music's gotten flushed out, uh, and uh, we've just gotten um, more the the family of the show has gotten bigger, and uh, you know, as people have heard about it, people who are represented in the show well, have found us. Yeah,
0: and that's also something I want to talk about because we we have this conversation in Charlotte, and I think it it probably happens in in medium to smaller sized towns across the country about the value of the arts versus the value of the NBA and the NFL which we have two teams representing us there. But arts are often given short shrift, despite their contributions to humanity. And this show, we're going to talk about that, makes a real contribution to that as far as I'm concerned. But over the course of all the time that you have been developing this show and others, you have actors, you have musicians, you have the production team, you have stagehands, you have costumers, you have designers... I'm just curious, how many people do you think have touched this show, have been employed by this show? Because this is an industry that employs thousands of people.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't even I mean, I don't know what I don't know in that in that respect. Do you know? Because uh, there's also vocal coaches, there's acting coaches, there's dance classes that people have to take. There is the coffee shop that you run to every time on the way to rehearsal. You know, it's uh, it's it's astronomical. And I think as theater people, sometimes we're not private about a lot of stuff, but we're private about what we do to keep our craft going. So like personal trainers, uh, physical therapists like it just it's huge.
0: Yeah. And I I don't think people take that into consideration when they talk about, well, we may may be spending too much money on the arts. It brings it brings money back
1: exponentially. Yeah, there's been study after study about the economic impact of the arts, and we've seen it. Specifically, with Come From Away, that uh, that when it comes through town, it impacts hotels, it impacts restaurants, uh, and and it gives back over and over again. We received a grant from the Canadian government to to work on this, and it has paid back in spades. Investing in the arts has has been you know studied and scientifically proven that it pays back.
4: Well, well, i I'm yeah, ahead, I don't even know, David and Irene, how many countries has or is this being performed in? I've lost <laughs> track
1: so <laughs> so on Apple TV it's in a hundred plus uh different countries around the world but uh, but we've actually lost track as well it's been uh, all over Europe we just saw it in uh, Argentina uh in uh, Amsterdam uh, Finland, it, yeah, Sweden it's playing uh, uh South Korea uh soon um and and I, I think that's uh, you know that's you know, aside from the economic impact, which obviously is a case that we like to make as artists because it's important in terms of investment, but it's also good for people. You, you know, when you go, to a th- just, you go to a show and your heartbeats resonate with the people next to you and you remind yourself that you're part of a community and a show like this is about community. It's about how a small community responded to a tragedy, which could be, you know, be partly because we were New Yorkers and we were protecting ourselves and protecting the people uh, who are coming to see our show. We told a story about Newfoundland responding to a tragedy. We're very careful, we say the words yeah. terrorist once, we say World Trade Center once. So it could be a response to any, any any tragedy that you see these days. And so it becomes, it's it's a way of healing and coming together and laughing and crying together. And it's, it's good for a community.
0: What makes this show for me personally, uh, watching it and I've seen it now twice, um, so wonderful is is the humanness of it and how touching the human beings involved in all of this are uh, to each other and therefore to us. Uh, Christine, aside from acting, directing, and writing, you are an advocate for inclusion uh, and this show seems to be a perfect vehicle for that inclusivity, because those passengers were from all over the world, all walks of life, uh, all different kinds of backgrounds. Uh, They're all stuck together in this very challenging situation. They have to deal with what life dealt them. And the differences sometimes can lead to friction. But what really hits home from watching this is how much we all have in common. What's your take?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, both, both, James and I have done the show um, uh, uh, upwards of eleven hundred times by now, and and it's yeah, it's incredible to not only for me as an Asian American actress to to represent um, someone who looks like me in this story, and 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 uh, meet uh, young young and old Asian American people who who respond to seeing someone who looks like them on stage, but also the idea of being able to. Feel the the alchemy in the room of people responding to this idea that um, we can we can choose to be intentional about our compassion and our generosity and our kindness, and and we can see our better angels come out in times of of difficulty and and tragedy, um, and that and how that bonds us and how that. That um, experience, or, or just even a reminder that that can happen, um, uh, unites us in a way that's that's really profound. Especially in all these years that uh, since 2018, that that I've been doing the show, um, we've needed that in yeah. in just so many deep ways.
0: James, as I understand it, you're a you have dual citizenship. You're both a citizen of Canada and a citizen of the United States. You can yep. vote in both yeah. countries yeah. wow <laughs> trudeau and who i don't want to know uh, <laughs> anyway you can vote in both company, countries and that gives you i think i would think it gives you a perspective uh, that some americans or single citizenship people don't have so the real story about what happened in gander is one of ordinary people coming together in a complete strangers in a time of tragedy in an extraordinary moment in time do you think the same thing would have happened had the tables been turned, had Canadian airspace been closed and the planes from Canada had to land here?
4: I want to say yes, um because of the in, um, the heightened situation, I know there are some Americans that I've spoken to after they've seen the show that said, "Oh, I would, we wouldn't we wouldn't have opened our doors to strangers like that." That's hard, it's hard to believe, but I think I think at their heart, uh, yes, Americans would have embraced those in need
0: at this time because there are a lot of touching moments in this play james and one involves the moment of silence that the united states observed at some point during that first week after the tragedies in new york and washington and pennsylvania uh one of the characters in the play observes uh, that people at a gas station in newfoundland are observing that moment of silence and he says i don't know if that would have happened at a busy gas station in the u.s but it happened here do you think we would have done that
4: i i do (laughs) i do because you know what besides being able to tell this incredible necessary story night after night i am blown away by what has transpired off stage both in the u.s in canada and England, um, we, the Toronto company started this movement called Come From Kindness, which has spread to all the companies in various forms. And to see this, this, this tsunami of, of generosity and kindness that has happened with our, with the people who come to see the show, who realize how easy it is to be kind, um, proves to me that it's, it's in all of us. So yes, I do believe maybe not everybody would have stopped at a busy gas station in New York or wherever on that day. But um, I think deep down inside, yeah, this we we ha- I have to believe that we all have that in us. And um, I'm going to stick with that.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, Chris, Christine, you mentioned that you are an Asian American actress, and uh, you're playing a Texas woman in this show. Uh, she's uh, Diane is a Texan. Nothing to say that a Texan can't be an Asian American. Let's Correct, put it that way. but but it is a, we are moving toward this different approach to theater in many ways. And in one of your stories that I read about you, you talk about uh, auditioning for Julie Jordan in Carousel. Mm-hmm. And uh, felt slightly ashamed for doing that because here you are an Asian American, even though you'd worked really hard preparing for the audition, you didn't think they'd even consider you. And by gosh, they gave you the role. And more importantly, you said no one died when you played <laughs> Julie Jordan. Right, uh, right. It, yeah. you
2: know,
0: Winning. Having a mul- yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Well, having a multicultural ta- cast tell a story, even if it's not multicultural, seems to be more acceptable today. Do you think we have moved Beyond the breaking point of that, Hamilton certainly proved the point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways we have expanded our conversations about why having a global worldview in our storytelling uh, is is just better for everyone. In this specific story, um, I I'm so honored to be a part of this this multicultural cast, and the, I want to I want to say that. We have never been charged with impersonating the people that we're playing. we have been we've been charged with bringing their stories um to to the stage in a way that has um, respect and integrity and heart and I I love playing Diane Marson because of her her spirit and her generosity and uh, we're very, very good friends now um and I, I think that that's what's important, the essence, bringing their essence to the stage and not literally what they what they looked like back then yeah. or now.
0: Well, I want, to, I want to say that you're playing real people in this show. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And the real people you, you have met, and in, in the case of Nick and Diane, the two people that did, you, James, and, and Christine are playing, they have seen this show hundred eighteen times. Actually, one hundred fifty-two.
2: I think they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we love that, them so much. They're does amazing. that put a
0: particular pressure on you to know that you're not only pre- portraying real people, but you're portraying real people who are probably in the audience on any given <laughs> oh, night?
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, they are so incredible, and they and they, you know, they'll say that every time they see the show, it's like they're renewing their vows. And we, and as I said, we've become very close friends with them now. So in the beginning. I mean, there's a responsibility you feel to honoring their story and doing it well, certainly. But um, I've never felt pressure like they're judging us. Um, I do have to say the one time that uh, Diane's son, David, who I sing about in the show, when he came to see the show for the first time, I cried through the entire first part of the show until we got to the part where she knew he was safe. And they were sitting in the first two rows of the theater. It was like, you know, mind blowing, but <laughs> also really thrilling and exciting to get to um, to share the story with the family in this way.
0: When I talk to actors on this show, it always, um, of course, there's, there's an element, because we're on the radio, of being exuberant and happy to be here and all that kind of stuff. But it really does shine through. The, the people who choose to be actors, this is not an easy life. It is a very tough life. And David, you've done this for 40 years, so you know this well. Both of you have done television. Both of you have done theater at all levels. Uh, what, what, what attracted you to this? What keeps you going
4: me uh, yes. uh what attracted me to this was the uh, uh the I had seen the Tom Brokaw documentary and I Well not the, I, not this not this play the profession Well oh, not this play oh I'm sorry okay uh what keeps me going is um I don't know what else I would do uh <laughs> I don't have any other abilities and I blame <laughs> my very supportive parents for that when I was a kid they Ooh. were like you want to be an actor go for it or you'll regret it because my dad gave up on his professional baseball career too early, so I um I don't know. That's just uh I it is it is a difficult life. Being on tour is not easy. I'm away from my family, um, but the rewards outweigh the challenges, uh,
0: especially with a show like this
4: or shows that leave the audience changed for better when they leave, uh, you know, well, when speaking,
0: speaking of change, David, uh, you have said that unlike South Pacific uh, or the Book of Mormon, where the protagonists are put in a, a strange place and changed as a result of that experience, Come From Away has two sets of protagonists who meet in a strange situation and both come out changed on the other side, which leads me to a question like this, because I look at this show and I'm just blown away by everything about it. And, and, and you leave with this warm feeling in your heart. Do you think people can be changed by this show or by theater?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Irene and I used to argue about this like all night long during theater school when we were, when we had first met in university. Uh, and I maintained that, uh, that you can change the world through theater. Um, there's been there's been countless examples of shows where people have burned down the theater because they're so angry or, you know, <laughs> throughout history. Um, but with Come From Away, we've seen time and again, you know, James mentioned Come From Kindness. Uh, our, our casts uh, on 9-11, uh, we pack foods for food banks. Um, we, uh, we do good deeds constantly throughout. We've raised uh, millions of dollars for charity. Um, but beyond that, uh, we've seen people come to the stage doors uh and tell us that it uh, it helped them heal especially the 911 community that we uh, throughout its development we made sure that we were inviting them in and uh, and that this was a tribute to the people that they lost um but uh, you know for example we saw a um a chaplain uh with the uh the fire department in in New York um who came to see the show and she'd been at a number of funerals uh, for people who had been lost in 911 and uh, and who who had who had since died because of their exposure there and she was feeling dark about it and the show reminded her and has reminded so many people that on that day there were so many people saved and that there was goodness there was good people in the world responding and uh, we've seen families reunited who weren't able to talk about those times we've seen We've seen uh, young women come to the show uh, dressed as Beverly Bass who want to become airline pilots. In a million small ways, we've seen that theater can change the world.
0: I hope people will take this uh, uh, segment to heart and get a ticket to, to this show because it, it will it will really move you in every way. It's funny. It's full of music and fun, but it's also touching. James Call, Christine Toy Johnson. In the show, Irene Sankoff, David Hine wrote the book, Music Lyrics. Come from away through Sunday at the Belk. Support comes from WFAE members and Mazda of South Charlotte, incorporating Mazda's customer-centric vehicle design by making the customer the center of business to create a better car buying experience. More at mazdaofsouthcharlotte.com.